Be good. <laughs> Hola, companeros y companeras. Welcome to the Monkey Tooth Podcast. It's your pal, Andrew. My wife, Tiffany, and I are in uh, Loreto, Baja, California, sir. And we're straight up sweating. Our little dog, Pele, is uh, hiding underneath the van where it's a little bit cooler. I'm going to keep this intro brief because I have the fan off. I have the refrigerator turned off to try to get a good recording here. And it is warm. Anyhow, uh, this episode that you're about to hear today is with two absolutely beautiful human beings. They are a mother and son team who run a little campground in Bahia de Los Angeles in, uh, in the north of Baja. Uh, it is Betty and Antonio Resendez. They are super cool, super cool. It's a touching, interesting story how they, um, are, uh, they came to be there, um, I don't want to spoil any of it. I just want you to listen to what they have to say. But um, I'll tell you briefly, Betty is a biologist and Antonio Jr. Antolito is, um, was studying gastronomy and wine and all this stuff. And he, he came back to help his mother run this place. And they're going to tell you all about it. Great people. They were so kind to us. And uh, their place is kind of magical. There's going to be links on our website to uh, many things that we discuss, mtp.com dog forward slash listen to the podcast um yeah we, we talked about all kinds of cool things uh, publications that they've done research on turtles um and their their cool campground it's all in there it's all on the website um we're having a good time things are going well for us uh we're on our way to la paz uh baja to go to school and learn a little bit of espanol um yeah things are good I don't know what else to tell you. If you like us, you can support us on Patreon. Um, there's links on our website, mtp.dog. If you want to see where we've been, I write a journal. It's all, the whole story's there. Plus a bunch of stuff probably you don't want to know, but it's there. And uh, yeah, the website is searchable by keyword. You know, if you want to look up a subject, just type it into one of our little search boxes on the website and it'll pop up journal entries and... Um, podcast episodes all that sort of thing uh and if you want to look up music that we've played on the on the show it's always we put every tune and a link to the tune um on the website under the listen to the podcast page and i am dying i'm shutting this thing down uh we're uh i'm gonna sign off here and uh and turn the fan back on anyhow we love you i hope you're doing fun and interesting things out there until next time enjoy Betty and Antonio Resendez. Adios. I'm sitting with Betty and Antonio Resendez uh, and your beautiful um, Archelon. Camp Archelon. Camp Archelon. Uh, how long has Camp Archelon been open? Well, the story of Camp Archelon is like uh, my husband and I, we were biologists and then we used to work with sea turtles. And then uh, my husband worked for the Mexican government on the fisheries. On the, he came here on 79. And then he started working with the fishermen. 
Uh, in that time, the, tur the sea turtles, they were a fishery. And then uh, the problem here in, is with the fishery is like uh, they sell the turtle alive, and then they have to wait for the big trucks to get uh, coming and going to Tijuana, San Diego, all, all that way. But uh, they catch the turtles and they just they leave it right on the shade, and then sometimes the truck. Uh, arrive three weeks and then three weeks with the turtles they dehydrate they lose money they lose weight and then it's a lot of problems between the fishermen and the people who buy the the turtles because if the fisherman he wants the money for uh for example a uh, 90 kilos turtle and then but three weeks of not feeding and then lost at least 20 kilos or more and then when they arrive to Tijuana it's like a 30 kilos less so a lot of turtles die but tell about and what then, my dad do and then uh, and you do yeah yeah then yeah. Uh, then uh, it's a big problem and then my husband worked at the government and he's, he was studying and working and then he saw how many the numbers of tons of citrus taken. And uh, when he came here, he saw all the problems, mm -hmm. like uh, no control, like uh, the permit is only 100 turtles per month. And in his data is lots of, uh, and then imagine all the fishing cooperatives in all the country, just, just the, uh, was, really disaster until the, uh, the 80s, no more turtles nesting on the nesting grounds. And then it's uh, now international pressure, and then they stop the fisheries. Uh -huh. And then it's out, uh, it's no more, it's protected since 1990. And then uh, since the 80s, my husband worked with the fishermen and with the sea turtles. And then the idea first was to keep the turtles on the water and they not lose weight, and then it's the good price for the market. Then no more, no more permits, because the only permits is for, fish, for, um, for fishing cooperatives. Mm -hmm. And then in this town, they lost the permit, and then it's no more control. And then since that time, it's just black market. Is that still a problem? Yes. Still yes, it's still it's less, less, but uh, it's still black. But uh, Bahia, the, the income of Bahia in that time was uh, citro meat uh, in the 80s. The because uh, Bahia is eight hours of Ensenada. Bahia is one of the most remote places in Mexico. So in that time, there was no electricity. So uh, the citro is a is an animal that can survive a few hours with no or, or days with no water. So was uh, the first income of Bahia. So there was no control because it's so remote, and also the government in that time, they they don't care why we care right now in this time, you know. So so 
basically my parents what they do is in the beginning they try to have a control of the amount of citrus that they were uh, catching and then they prove that there was uh, over fishing or they were over catching of turtles and then in 1990 the government decided to uh, you know make illegal any you know a, a, any any, any product of the citrus the egg the meat everything and then since 1990 the my parents they were tried to work with no, with since with 84 he started well but yeah but yeah. In, I, i mean that uh, you work with the local Uh, people to try to create other opportunities and then that's why we uh, start working with ecotourists because it's a way to make people get some money and that's the way to protect you know create jobs create opportunities and, and yeah well since 84 my husband started working with uh after they they don't have permits uh he ha he has some grants from the mexican government and he built the tanks who is next to our land and then um, the idea was to try to study because uh, on citrus you only study them on the nesting grounds in all the mexican coast but this area is feeding and growing area and then he keep um, some some tools for study them how they eat if they grow and then our goal is uh, and then that uh, all that year we work we work with the sea turtles i i came here on in 88 and then joined him and then uh, he has this land next to the to the research uh, place and then uh, he started building the house but uh, we don't have uh, like a project to do tourist mm -hmm. things but the project attract so many schools a lot of researchers and then um, every time the people first they camp but then we have really strong but winds and then uh, people just okay can you build a little shade for us until we work and then okay we will one palapa and then uh, okay can you bring some water just to rinse before they go north and then we bring a bottle yeah barrel of water and then through the time the more schools more people join the the project and then uh, my husband he involved the community And then uh, he hired people. His idea was, if you want to protect some species, you have to involve the community and give options. Just not ban it. And then the people is upset. And then, uh, uh, for example, the fishermen, they not used to take tourists out. They say, why? To see dolphins, to, to catch turtles, you know? It's crazy and they are paying and more money than fishing and then that's why they start the project of the fishermen join now it's a really good group like I take tourists out and then they organize uh, part of the community
so you feel like the project's been successful. Like yes, you, you yeah. established mm -hmm. the yeah. rules, helped the community, and now As the sea turtle population is doing better? Yeah. Yeah, after yeah. many years working, uh, is the Mexican government like um, protect all the sea turtles on, on the nesting grounds? Yeah. And then on the feeding grounds, and the population just Back is, up. is, yeah. Mm -hmm. How, so a, a single female sea turtle, how many turtles does she make in a lifetime? Like how many? Uh, you know, uh, depends the species. Yeah. Depends the species, like uh, the most common sea turtles is the olive ridley, and then like a nest any place. Really? And then you have the green sea turtles who nest just in few beaches, like mm -hmm. uh, in Rail Michoacan in mainland close to Acapulco. Mm -hmm. That's the, the nesting grounds and one islands on the Pacific and that's it. And then wow. that's why it's more in danger. Right, and right. then like uh, the olive ridley nest everywhere. It's protected, but it's not in danger. Yeah. But green sea turtles is really picky. Yeah. <laughs> They're such an amazing um, yeah. little mm -hmm. creature. Uh, yes. What uh, are you interested in them as well? I mean, you grew up, Antonio, with um, oh. around it. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I grew up. Uh, we know. He born we, here. I born <laughs> here, kids. and I raised with this education of conservation. Yeah. You know, and and it's really important to. Even I, I don't study marine biology like my parents. I, I have this conscious, uh, and I think uh, you, you can involve in conservation in so many ways, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, you know, yeah, I, I, I work with ecotourists now. I try to, you know, make more like a business now. Yeah. My parents were working for the government, and then uh, I, when I, when my dad passed away sadly three years ago, I moved back from the city, and I tried to, yes, make an income, but with this idea of sustainability and conservation, you know. Yeah, it, it definitely. As soon as you get to this place, uh, we found it through Eye Overlander, yeah. which has been our go-to way to find places to stay, but. When we pulled in, the very first thing we noticed were the signs, which I think yeah. is such a great thing. Your signs are like, respect the quiet. Yeah. Uh, conservation is our salvation. Yeah. Like, things like that. Yeah. Set this place apart in a really unique way. It's something you'd almost expect to see in like Costa Rica, uh -huh. you know, where, where yeah. there is a consciousness of that yeah. sort of thing, yeah. more on the uh, you know, popular social level. Uh -huh. So it's great to see that here. Yeah. You know? and, and you say the community has been receptive. They, they like it. Yes, Bahia, in Bahia we have three reserves. It's by the Los Sirios in the desert, mm -hmm. uh, the reserve of the islands, Las Sirios del Golfo, and... Uh, Valle de Los Sirios. And no, uh, yes, and, and the other one is San Lorenzo Islands, San Lorenzo. that is some island in the south. Bahia is one of the places in the world with more diversity in yeah. wildlife. So it's really important, not just for the turtle, for so many species. Right. It's the... Uh, one of the best nesting grounds for so many birds, pelicans, gulls, different kind of uh, seabirds. We have the, of course, the sea turtles. We have the wild shark. We have different kind of, of whales. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's a place that is really important in conservation. Yeah. If you, if you're a marine biologist or a biologist, uh, the Sea of Cortez is is one of the places who. Uh, 
that have more diversity. And for example, in Bahia, we call the Galapagos of the Sea of Cortez because uh, we have seven islands uh, is the biggest archipelago in the sea of Cortez and there's so many species and really endemics you know there's a lot of yes. endemics animals here yeah. so yeah uh, that give us uh, a little bit of more uh, opportunities in a way compared to other towns that they they only have the fisheries they don't have the tourism but yeah it's a tourist place so it's opportunities yeah. and, and yeah I'm curious about the turtle. I, what, I mean, I guess it was, you were originally a biologist as well, right? That's how you yes. and your husband met? Yes. What was it about the turtle that just got your husband that excited? And were you that excited about turtles as well? Or <laughs> Yes, I studied right in mainland. Mm-hmm. And then I used to work for the government too, on the nesting grounds for mm-hmm. the leatherbacks. Okay. Yeah. And then a uh, uh, professor from uh, San Diego, he contacted make the contact between Antonio and I over there, and he invited me to come here, and then I decided to come and join a different project that the nesting grounds. Huh. And then I helped him. You fell in love. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Fell in love with the turtle, fell yes. in love with the man. Yes, uh-huh. So what, I mean, what else depends on this turtle, Is it the, the sea turtle? I mean, are there other animals that depend on it for food other than just the fishermen? Obviously, I mean, oh, yes, sharks, yeah. Sharks, yeah. sharks yeah. eat them, yeah. Uh, sometimes, when they are young, uh, the selfish, hmm. yeah. They eat Does turtles. anything eat the eggs? Do the birds get to the eggs? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah here, uh, this the Sea of Cortez is not really a nesting right. area, yeah. but uh, the olive reed lake, the most common nest since all the Sea of Cortez, but um, it's not really successful because mm. we don't have fresh water. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But um, in that time, the eggs, the coyotes, yeah, yeah. they mostly... They'll is, eat yeah. <laughs> yeah, some seagulls, and when they are babies, well, all the uh, fish, mm-hmm. birds, right. eat the, right. it's a good food. So... Yeah. Um, I was thinking, we talked to Dale a little bit, what, yeah. I guess, what made your husband and your father uh, famous uh, in, uh-huh. the, in the biologist realm was his discovery of their, their range, their migratory range. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that? Yes, you know, we used to have uh, five species here. Five species of yeah. turtle? Yeah. Oh. Of seven right in the world? The tank. Five s- species we have here in Bahia. Mm-hmm. Out of seven? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. What are, the, what are the seven species? Sorry, the, put you on the spot. Okay. Yeah, the only is the Australian. And the Lora that is in the, and the, Gulf the of Mexico. Yeah. And the um, is, uh, is. Olive Ridley, or, Careta, that is the loggerhead. We have the. Uh, the Kemp's Ridley is right on, on, on the Gulf of Mexico. And the Australian. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other the flatback does the two species. That are not, but 30 species. Uh, but this, here. The, the species we have is uh, uh, the Olive Ridley. Green, Loggerhead, Hawksville, and Leatherback. They are fine. That's really cool. Yeah. But the Leatherback is uh, really pelagic. It's uh, no way to control, to have it in captivity. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't, they don't make it. No, they they are pelagic and then died in captivity. Mm -hmm. They don't know about uh, boundaries and they smash Smash. and then, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
it's the way they navigate. It's the, they, they just yeah, don't. The, they don't the, use their eyes. Do they have eyes? They have eyes, right? And they just don't see properly, or they can't no, see. No, no, they they see really they well. They lay more open waters. Mm. Yeah. Mostly they uh, the leatherbacks reach until Canada, mm -hmm. the feeding grounds. Yeah. But so the one that, that your husband uh, and your dad tagged. Yeah, and found. for example, um, when I came here, I never uh, see a, a loggerhead turtle. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it's incredible the amount of money, the, 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 uh, the, the amount of the um, loggerhead sea turtles, baby, like a juveniles, mm -hmm. was impressive in Old Baja. And then. Um, just um, one friend catch one of the loggerheads just in front of one of the islands with wow. a fishing, like a four kilos turtles, and he keep it for 10 years, but from four kilos to 100 kilos in 10 years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. And then that- So in that time, that, that just turtle, let me comment mm -hmm. this. In that time, they don't have any idea of uh, the nesting grounds. There was no information of citrus. That's why my dad and my mom become uh, uh, famous in the citrus world because they produce a lot of information. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, for example, with the uh, the loggerhead, my mom tried to say that we have really small uh, turtles, and there was no feeding grounds in the Pacific of no these nesting. turtles. No, no nesting. nesting. Yeah, no nesting, sorry, yeah. no nesting. So they were were these. Turtle, they are really young, they're really small, where they come from. But we know with the nesting grounds are in Australia or Japan. And then through the time we get contact with researchers and, and then uh, they take, in that time on the 90s, uh, samples from DNA, like um, DNA. DNA. And then uh, with some researchers from Florida and uh, Mazatlan and Australian they take the samples and then they match with the Japanese nesting grounds so they and then when that turtle like we call Rosita we release it right on the Pacific and they re uh, she get Japan wow. yeah mm -hmm. and they come and into the Sea year. of Cortez as well yes sure. and that's mostly on the Pacific Right. They are more, but uh, they they came all this way. And they spend most of their life here. When they are juveniles, when mm -hmm. they are ready to go, when uh, to nest, they they go back to Japan. And never come back. And never come back. After they start nesting, they go mm -hmm. to China Sea and stay there all all their lives. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's such a weird... It's crazy yeah. how you just decide to nest in the other side of the world and yeah. eat in the other side. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like that. Interesting animals. Very mm -hmm. interesting yeah. animals. So what else have you, have you studied? Are, are we, you, you've studied wine, Antonio. <laughs> I, I, I'm just... Yeah, I'm, I'm just the son of these guys. <laughs> no, but they, they... My mom and my dad produce uh, 35... Uh, they publish 35... Uh, well... Yeah, we publish with uh, another researchers, yeah. But like, uh, the, uh, I will show you some papers yes. that yeah, I absolutely. have for you, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. And then you can understand a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, mostly is when uh, that lower head uh, reach Japan is like, uh, oh, you know, that's 
the top of my research. My yeah. husband said. And then, then the satellite tag, we have another uh, turtle that like was mature. Mm -hmm. And then we put we put a, a, a tag, satellite tag with a, a U.S. Fish and Wild Service donate or give us, and was a really uh, tough because they told us, you know, all this because was two thousand dollars something like that, like we know how. But they say we have more interest. You, you know, this money is for researchers from U.S. And then when she's, we, we said, you know, one of the tools reach Japan, we have to follow the the, the, the route. Yeah. And then they donate that, uh, that. And then, yeah. Another thing. Uh, another and then thing. we another tool called Adelita, we put the satellite. And another. then that reach, she reached Japan. Yeah. But the problem is the fisheries, they got they got cut. It ate it. No, no, no. They, they drowned. It drowned? Yeah. yeah. Oh. A lot of nets. Yeah. Too, it was too big for the net and it couldn't get out. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they need to surface every so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are air breeders. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it's over there for, it's here for what, 30 some odd years until before they reach maturity and then it heads back to Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. did, did you have any idea that it was that far away? Did you guess maybe that that's where it was going did you have any ideas of where you thought the turtle might have been heading uh, yeah because um, we know the two nesting beaches we know it's not nesting beaches in all the Pacific on mm -hmm. the on the, the this side yeah, yeah. and then uh, we know the through the literature that they nested uh, yeah the, yeah both but when they do the, the DNA test the they say term. it's much Japan some Australians and then yeah what are the controls like on the Japanese side are they are they protected in Japan? oh yes, yes they're yes, protected yes. by this incidental catching you know you put a net and you know control yeah, who the gets problem in net. Japan is the nesting beaches mm. is they are really organized they have one loghead turtle is huge in one of the aquariums is 50 well no, I don't know he's still alive, but he's 60 years old. 60 years old. Yeah. Wow. And then that's the record because nobody knows how, how many years one situru lives. It's, nobody has in captivity for so many years, but wow. Japanese people, they have, and they have really good control on the nesting grounds. Wow. The problem is, you know, Japan is have problems with earthquakes. And then for protect all the shorelines, they build like a wall, oh, like a is on the nesting. Yes. And then it's like uh, they are on trouble, like protecting mm -hmm. the citrus or the people from the earthquakes. And yeah. then they are losing uh, the beaches mm -hmm. and then very, very few turtles nest over there because they have a lot of barriers. They, mm -hmm. they don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah. Have you been to Japan? Have you been yes. to the nesting grounds? Yeah, uh, yes, yes. The uh, Japanese, uh, after all this big uh, thing, they invite us, my husband and I, to 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 one of the uh, sea turtles symposiums of Japanese people. That's yeah. great. We, and then they always invite. They do every year, and then they invite uh, foreigners. Depends each on the sea turtles yeah. world. 
they always invite and then we were lucky. Important thing that I want to mention that my, you know, the passion of, of my parents that you not found anywhere, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. For, if, if, if you ask me if I should do that with the money that they were getting, I say, of course, no. You know, <laughs> they were my dad, my mom quick for her, her job because in, to come to Bahia and to raise a family. And my dad was making $400 a month. So he was raising a family and having. One time he had like 40 turtles, mom. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, 40 turtles, and he used to go, I remember, uh, to the local fishermen, and you know, when they uh, asked all the, all the rest of the fish, when they just caught the fillet, you know, you have the skin in the head, so he uh, all the time go and convince fishermen to get all the, you know, the leftovers without uh, going to the to the, you know, when with the low tide, get the some seaweed, yeah. uh, get some uh, uh, crabs in the, like, I, I just mean that uh, there was a lot of passion. Yeah. And they make a lot of, they produce a lot of information with no money. Mm -hmm. So that was, I think that was one of the things that, that they, they people like that because it's like, it's, and they, they don't complain, you know. They just say, okay, yes, we were making $400. We, 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 no problem. They never complain about that. Uh, and they produce <laughs> 30 years of information and conservation yeah. of sea turtles. So yeah. I think that's, that's really important to mention. Yeah. The passion. Yeah, well, we were happy to do whatever yeah. we love. <laughs> and then my husband retired in 2006. And then uh, he says it's time to re retire. And then the new people, they were not interested in the project, haven't abandoned the project. The reserve. <laughs> yeah. Reserve, so it, the reserve is closed, it's finished. No, no, no really. it's uh, um, the government, the Mexican government hired biologists, veterinarians, okay. but they don't like to work at the field. They want to sit in the office. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the Citro uh, project is on mm. desk. <laughs> I, ca I cannot imagine turning yeah. down having this as your desk. I mean, as yeah. we sit here in your mm -hmm. kitchen looking at the, the mm. beautiful bay. Yeah, and, and then it's so sad to see the new generations. Like, uh, you can work with whatever, and it's easy, and it's not expensive, but uh, no. Mm. They work for the money, not right. for the passion. Right. <laughs> but but the the I just wanna like to tell a good ending. I think <laughs> was a successful problem because the idea, the main idea, the main goal is you know save the citrus. They were really in danger. Yeah. They were my uh, you know Bahia is really important place in a feeding area. So basically, 
they were overfishing the turtles over here and that was an impact in the rest of the population in the world because they come from Japan, from other parts right. of Mexico to eat here and they were catching, and especially they were juveniles. Yeah. You know, they were the new next generation turtles. Yeah. So the impact of, 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 of the work of my parents was really important for the conservation of the sea turtles. So, yeah. and then after, I remember like a few years ago, my dad passed away in 2016. I remember in 2014, uh, we have a Spanish friend that she's doing the turtle uh, work now. She's mostly, she's doing more like catch and release because it's, it's not, there's no more money because it's not that in danger. So right. it's less money too. But she's like saying like numbers like, I don't know, I catch one time 20 turtles. And my dad was like, you know, in all my life, I never catch in a, in a night many. 20 turtles. Wow. So that's, that's, I think that's the best uh, uh, gift, you know? Okay, yeah, we, the program is closed and whatever, but that if you come to Bahia and it's a lot of possibilities that you can see sea turtles. Last year we have a lot of nesting grounds. Nesting grounds that they, we don't, we don't have, uh, no, but well, people, the turtle nest, last year, I, I don't know if they nest like that in 40 years. Wow. You know, because that's, but that's, it's that's the, well, but the only relay. Well, the only relay that, um, not just all the, the species, there's other species that are still really in danger, but the olive relay and the uh-huh. green turtle, they're really recovered. Yeah, you know, the project is ar- around all the country mm-hmm. and the, the government who helps and then about the turtles. And mm-hmm. then if you protect the turtles on the nesting grounds, you have babies, and you protect this, the feeding grounds, if you protect them, they are growing and then go back to nesting. Right. Now, the, after, since the 80s, 90s, yeah, now you have um, numbers like uh, yeah. now people who go in kayaks, they you see. see turtles. Before, it's hard to see a turtle. Yeah. Do yeah. You, let me ask. Mostly green sea turtles. The green sea turtles. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, one, uh, like, like you made it, it was successful, and two, mm-hmm. do you feel hopeful? Do you feel hopeful for the future of sea life in general, mm-hmm. not just turtles? Do you, are yeah, you, always there are people who try to save the nature. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then fight with the big guys, yeah. always. And then politics, international politics too. Mm-hmm. And then I think, yeah, yeah they will. So you feel good it about it, it. you feel yeah. hopeful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. How about you, Antonio? Oh, well, yes, uh, in a, sometimes I don't feel like that, but, but no, but it's, uh, we need to understand that at least talking about Mexico, you know, I don't know what is different in other countries that they have wars or they have, you know, other the political systems, you know. But at least in Mexico, I feel that even we are a country with lots of problems, I think in, in conservation, there's a lot of people who are trying to do their best and people's start talking about that you know uh, that's a thing that's that's a that's a really a win you know because before nobody cared <laughs> yeah. but now for example the the Citro project not just with my parents in all over me it's one of the most successful programs in, in 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 mexico because for example if you ask somebody uh 
30 years ago, hey, you, you like to eat turumi? That they're like, oh yeah, for sure, you know. And now if you ask uh, a normal Mexican, uh, especially a, a young person, they're like, oh no, we, we need to protect them. You, you, I great. think the symbol in Mexico of of conservation, of protection, I think it's see-through. If mm. you with the straw, you know? Yeah. Oh, poor through, they, you know, high pro- they eat the straw. Yeah. Let's protect the ocean. Let's reduce the plastic, you know? The true become like a symbol of, mm-hmm. of conservation. So, uh, and it's, a, it's, it's, uh, it's with education, it's with um, sustainable work, it's with help with, with, the, with the communities. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things involved. So, yeah. Uh, I'm really proud of my parents, you know. I just like they. they I, I don't know. It's like it's what you do in your life, you know. And what my parents already did. They, uh, my dad passed away sadly, but he is 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 really for me. It's amazing what they do. It's uh, it's like I feel like I need to do something like mm-hmm. similar because you know I have that passion. So and yes, it's really important to do this interview because we can promote that uh, uh, that information and maybe inspire other person in, yeah. in, in, in other countries and we know we are from we're from Mexico we're from Latin America you know yeah. it's, it's, it's hard sometimes you know we have not the same economics like you have in, in a first world country like the US uh, it's harder here but we have the example of, of my mom and my dad so Absolutely. I think that's really nice well, speaking of economics you got a guest coming I'm going to hit pause so you guys can make a little bit of money yeah. <laughs> we'll come back if you don't mind no, 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 no. Okay, no keep, keep doing the interview for my mom okay well actually yeah that's great I can ask you some well, more questions okay <laughs> I, have, I have a question for you then yes. so we're not hitting pause <laughs> um, what can people do now so it sounds like one of the main things that threatens turtles now is just trash in the ocean is that, is that true is that one of the the things that affects uh, turtles? Mm, yeah, yeah, garbage and uh, it's still uh, the black market. Mm. Yeah, and then the incidental catch too. That's, I think, one of the problems. Yeah, yeah. still pollution. Sure, like industrial pollution, people. Industrial garbage, whatever, yeah. yeah, you know. What do you suggest that just an average person should do to try to help? Is there anything that just a, I mean, someone in San Diego or someone in America or Germany, uh, other things that people can do to, to uh, help? You know, try to recycle, yeah, do not through garbage on rivers, on land. Try to be more conserved about how you buy, you know, plastics and everything, and then I try to recycle, you know. In U.S., I see all the problems, all the garbage collector, recycle. So, I think in all the work, the pressure for all the people on this world mm-hmm. is like a good advice, you know, government to is fashion, uh, big money, and then... Uh, I don't know, but uh, still is a lot of nicest places. Yes. Really nice places. There are in still this nice world. places, yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I want to be hopeful too. I know it's, it can be tough to feel hopeful about the future of sea life. You just hear about acidification in the oceans. And, oh, yeah. Now you know, so the many, warming. And, right, right. And then it's, it's you know, the sea turtles, they are from the dinosaur time 
and they survive all these years. But I, I don't know, with help, with the humans, uh, if you do some little, that helps. Yeah. Is there an organization that people could donate to or, or, or that you trust that you know it does good work? And it's worth yeah, it's several organizations, like uh, in all the country, yeah, several groups like uh, work. Anyone we work uh, we work with several organizations that we work on this on turtles. Is yeah. there one you suggest that like like a, a donate? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. We have uh, uh, my husband before me worked for one organization who uh, they they bring volunteers mostly, mm-hmm. and then my husband entertain them to and help with the tools because mm-hmm. the the economy in Mexico we have a really bad times, and then he no has any money, and then through the volunteers they give money to to feed the tools or to work with the pump, yeah. buy gas, and then uh, he was even a. Uh, a fishing guide yeah he take tourists out wow. and then with that money he mm-hmm. go and, and and help more turtles <laughs> yes and feed the turtles we yeah. have because yeah it's yep. so impressive that the your place the camp archelon it yeah. was largely like all the palapas that we're staying at a palapa with yeah. our van that, those were built by volunteers 20 30 no, years? no 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 we build you know with the people the, oh, yeah okay. they say we need shade because yeah. in summer is uh, so 40 degrees <laughs> yeah, yeah so hot and then we start building little shade then yeah. the wind start blow away everything and then can we have some protection mm-hmm. and then we build the rock and yeah. then it's some protection well, they're, they're very nice. We've yeah. been, uh, Still, you see, really it's a lot of holes because we have all May. Mm-hmm. All May was strongest wind. wind. And rain yeah, off. yeah. Goodness. And like, I blew away everything. Yeah. Well, it's a lovely, lovely place. What you and guys have then, done here is um, Then the schools came, mostly in summer, mm-hmm. and then they need, they bring kids like a junior high. Mm-hmm. And then they need, well, they have the palapas, but they don't have rooms to cook and then oh can you build some one place to storage all the things for the kids <laughs> and plus the kitchen and bring all the food because here in that time was no electricity and then you have bring everything right. from us and then we build one of the cabins and then in the cabins stay the kitchen area and all the belongings from the kids mm-hmm. and uh, the kids stay at the palapas was and then very soon, okay, now, then after the uh, uh, the towers, yes. New York, you know? 9-11. Yeah. yeah, the 9-11 was a disaster. And then then the drugs in Mexico, mm-hmm. yeah, like the schools, they, you know, you know, go to Mexico, you went headless or whatever. Yeah, yeah a lot <laughs> and of then people we have, are afraid yeah. of Mexico. And then, uh, yeah, the parents say, you go to Mexico? No way. Hmm. <laughs> and then then the, the school groups start, so yeah, fear, stop, yeah. Fear of Mexico. Researchers hurt. and everything, yeah, they hmm. have a hard time. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a, that's a thing you don't really think about, how much fear can hurt an economy. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. never really thought about that, mm-hmm. that that, that mm-hmm. had such an impact that people are afraid of, yes. of Mexico. Yes. 
Wow. Just say, no problem, you know, we will not take you to the dangerous, but uh, Mexico is, for people, is Baja is really safe. But, right, yeah. yeah. But it's hard to understand some parents. And, and yes, <laughs> we've, we've experienced <laughs> and that. And then we start like uh, with friends, oh, can we stay in the Palapas? Okay, we need a bed because before we have cuts. Mm -hmm. And then we put beds and then now it changed through the time to... To, to have, yeah, well, yeah, uh, like uh, two cabins, then uh, another friends, oh, we put money and set the other cabins. <laughs> On the, that time, my kids start growing, study, and mm. Antonito, he was on the wine uh, business. Mm. He was happy in Ensenada, and then when my husband died, and then mm. he said, oh, well, you know, I work, I like the wine, work, my bosses love me, I love the job, but you know, I work for somebody. And then this land take my husband eight years together. Wow. Yeah, and then he say, and then yeah, I put money, and then yeah, I have my own project, like he study gastronomy and then wine thing, and then I want to build a coffee shop. And then, okay. <laughs> Because in this time you have to have your own projects. Yes, yeah. there's no employers. Yeah, and mostly I, I was kind of worried because he's so young. Mm -hmm. Because when my husband and I, we study, we came from the big cities, study whatever we like, and then we decided to come in a, a small place. But for my son, he grew up here, right. he got to the cities, and then he's really young, and then sometimes to have fun like uh, for kids but no he's came back home yeah mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing i, I kind of don't blame him wanting to come back here it's yeah. pretty pretty magnificent and then he he can go to the cities for fun and sure. then come back and then where was your husband from mexico city from mexico city yeah. and you were from, from michoacan it's like a six or seven hours from mexico city yeah yeah wow do you miss the mainland at all? No, I just came. My I have a daughter. Mm -hmm. Like and now, she's in Mexico City. Oh, nice. <laughs> she works on the coffee place. Oh, okay. Everybody's in there. I just visit her, and then well, I visit museums when mm -hmm. she was not working. But see, this crazy. Yes. So polluted. Very big, from what uh, I understand. Polluted. Yeah. Mm. Was the pollution was like a well, no. and then I like a. You know, and the noise, yeah, yeah, traffic 24 hours. And then I say, oh, My daughter, do you like? Oh, mom, stay with me more time. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> I'm going, <laughs> yeah. You know, I can sleep yeah. because she lives kind of, kind of, freeway, mm. <laughs> and then the noise is constant, day and night. yeah, constant. constant. And then I say, You know. And the pollution, you know, you stay inside, and then, well, you can open the windows. It was hot, mm -hmm. even Mexico City. The warming in Mexico City never really get warm. Now is like uh, this weather really in Mexico City, or oh, a little bit hotter. Mm. And then I say, you know, because I visit Mexico City in my younger, yeah, young time, and always cold. Yeah. It was <laughs> really warm, mm. and then say my hometown with my mom, they are cutting all the 
pine trees for raised avocado, mm -hmm. and then it's really hot too. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and then you know humans, and then see the government they have to do projects about birth control <laughs> because so many people you see. I agree with Indians. that. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have any kids. It's yeah. not, not happening. No, no niños. Para, yeah, but you know, at least one. But uh, the poor people, they have five kids. And mm -hmm. they, they have another five kids. And then it's yeah, like so a overpopulation with poor people. Yeah. Mm. And then they demand them food, sure. a place to stay, water. And then... What do you do? Yeah. So many people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I love people. They're great, yeah. but they're, I think we've got enough. Yeah. More turtles, fewer people. I yeah. Think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think more, less people. Yeah. yeah you can control. Yeah. Like on this 70s, 80s was planned. But then good economy. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you about, about your husband, Antonio? Um, yeah. Was he, was he ill before no, he died? He no, he died from. Uh, uh, heart attack, Uh, from his family side, mm -hmm. yeah, all his uncles from the mother's side died on 60s. Really? How old yeah. was he? 61. 61. And That's then young. he has some messages, like uh, you have to take care of what he mm -hmm. said, you know, yeah, I do exercise and I need well, uh, for sure I'll be fine. No, it mm -hmm. was completely clogged. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that was two, three years ago? Two and yes, three, three years, years ago. ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah, March 28th, yeah. How do you feel? He, uh, you know, You've been busy, stuff. very busy. That must yeah, help. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, really tough. I never expect that past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then organize everything and what you yeah. do. I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. I, I mean, you had a... A beautiful experience together. Yes. And a lovely experience together. You got to work on a project that you were both passionate about. Yeah, and then, you know, you know, like uh, my daughter was on the last year of college mm -hmm. in Mexicali. Uh, and then, you know, what are you doing? You have to keep finish. Yeah. Finish yeah. for one more year. And then Antonio Jr. Uh, was what we can do. And then... Uh, he said, I'll come back. And then he, he not decide because his plans was we have some friends we know. Uh, they invite him to go to Canada and work on the wine country mm. uh, for three weeks. And then later he go to Spain to have his master. Wow. And then he has to cancel that project. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but it's his decision and say, you know, I don't want to pressure him. Yeah. Like, you know, it's now your dad and you have to stay here. 
Yeah, right. And then, you know, do whatever. I don't know what <laughs> is the future, but I will try. I don't know. But then he decided, you know, I'm thinking about cancel all my projects and stay here, build my own cafe, have my own project. And mm. that's... <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Yes. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. I, I, I want to ask him when he's done about the uh, yeah. <laughs> about the cafe. I know he's yes. checking people in right now, but I, he's got a lot of ambitious plans for here. Things that are have never never been here. Mm, yeah, no, you know, he said, you know, now with the, uh, you know, with the uh, new people from the government, they are so bureaucrats. Like uh, I know, happy with that. Uh, mm. We know, we think different. Yeah, yeah. The new politics. And then uh, it's like, it was hard because they abandoned the, the project mm. and then they not take care of the few tools we left. Yeah. I feel sorry for the tools. I, I say, if you don't want the project, it's okay. Yeah. Release the tools. Yeah, let them go, right? Yeah. But they kill the tools. They no feed them. They no put a shade. Oh. They no listen to us. Oh. Like uh, you know, we are next door. Yeah, they have our hours, government mm-hmm. hours. Like yes. uh, they open at nine and close it. Tourists wanna see them. They know allow the tourists. Was oh. yeah, really hard time. Yeah, really hard time, and I we still upset with them. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't yeah. blame you. Yeah, and then. Sometimes I go and when they are doing the things really bad, I go and I say, no, you know, you have to do this, this, and then leave. (laughs) (laughs) Because they invite me, but so much bureaucracy, paperwork, and uh, that's one of the reasons my husband retired, because it's no government agency, like uh, they want a lot of paperwork, Mm -hmm. and, and then it's... To, to retire, yeah. to say, I'm going to retire and then open something like this, you know, a camp. Mm. This is a lot of work. I and mean, this is, oh, yeah. This yeah. is very, I've been mm-hmm. watching you since we got here. You've yeah. been busy cleaning, yeah. working all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're, this is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different. <laughs> but than you the have general. to do things here for yeah. your life. You, yeah. you can rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a siesta. Yeah. 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 And, and then it's really nice work like mm-hmm. you you not know, work all day right sometimes you wait for the people now with the new generation mm-hmm. like uh, we are no computer time we are can isolate and mm-hmm. then that's the price you pay for being isolated yeah. place yeah. like uh, the new things you have to go to the cities get training and right. then we can do that and then I'm really bad at computer stuff mm-hmm. we, we learn the basic but uh, my son, you know, the internet, uh, more, well, the internet, uh, think, is more easy. Yes. Before it was expensive, now mm-hmm. it's getting cheaper, and, right. and it got it's us advanced, here. yeah. <laughs> it, it got us here. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it weren't for that, and I don't know. And then he got uh, another uh, ideas like Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's in charge of all the reservations. It's yeah. like uh, more things. But uh, we we still keeping the nature of this place. Yes. Like I uh, not get so crowded. Mm-hmm. 
uh, like uh, you stay more room mm -hmm. not clear all the plants no. and then uh, we try to do a little bit best but uh, he has his own project for the future yeah. and I say you know it's your future <laughs> yeah. your future and your project then, uh, I have a little bit but uh, I get in retire <laughs> you're gonna retire yeah well yeah. the work less work yeah and then more responsibilities on on him yeah Mm -hmm. That's fair. And see what happened. Yes. <laughs> That's well, Betty, thank you very okay. much for talking to me. I, okay. I want to share um, everything that you, you share with us. I want people to hear about your projects, the things okay. that you're going to show me, the, the pamphlets. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put links up to Camp Archelon and make sure that people can find it. Okay, thank but you. I, I really, thank really you. appreciate it. Muchas gracias. Yeah, we always have really good people mm. who came here. I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> you see, you see tourists. Mm -hmm. You know the people who came to Bahia is people who like camping really nice mm -hmm. and then people say you you don't know the ugly tourists. You know the nice tourists. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and then well we'll Yeah, no uh, no cruise ships, yeah, none of that yeah, stuff here. It's just no, it's yeah. hard to get here. It's not yes, an easy place yeah, to, no, to get no, to. No, no, no. It's I appreciate far, that a yeah. lot. Yeah. And then the climate, and then everything is still really protected. That's why it's the beauty. Yeah. Because the weather, not many people can no. handle. Yeah. <laughs> but right now it's Yeah, perfect. now it's perfect. I don't mind but, a little uh, bit of wind. Yeah. No, but uh, all May was a strong wind. That's like, what I hear. Uh, people, they want to stay, and the wind say, you know, stay. <laughs> <laughs> we have the director of the museum. She say, Bahia is to stream. Extreme. Or it's good, or it's bad. Mm. Or you like it, or you hate it. Mm. Nothing on the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. Yeah. I can appreciate it. We, we used to live in New Orleans. Uh, oh, do you know okay. about New Orleans? Yes, and, yeah, yes. Very similar sort oh, of yes. thing. Yes. It's either beautiful or oh. brutal. Okay. Yeah. And you either love it or you absolutely hate it. Yeah. We, we loved it. It was I like, good. I, like, I want to go to visit New Orleans. It's the French Quarter. Yeah. There's so much in New Orleans. It's great. There's a lot of culture. Yeah. Uh, and Good it's food. <laughs> wonderful food, yeah. beautiful people. Yeah. Uh, it's New Orleans is one of those places that was influenced by the Spanish, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the French. Yeah, lots the, of culture. Lots of culture. The native, their native population, mm -hmm. Indios, Indians. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That uh, all those influences are still there, and it's part of the Southern U.S. So there's that yeah. influence. Yeah. And it, it kind of reminds me of the hospitality we've been receiving here in Mexico. Okay. Nice. Mm -hmm. There's a. Um, like a cultural uh, an ethic mm -hmm. ethos for for making sure someone feels welcome mm -hmm. and, and and invited and well fed and they're mm -hmm. having a good time mm -hmm. that's part of mm -hmm. part of it in new orleans yeah. and yeah. i think in those harsh climates yeah it develops in people that they become hospitable because yeah. <laughs> it's like it can be really bad here so let's have a good time yeah. <laughs> so that that leads me to you welcome yeah. back to the podcast uh, you are we, your, your mom and I've been talking about you know kind of uh -huh. the past and leading into uh -huh. now and the future, uh -huh. which is on your shoulders. Uh -huh. So uh, you're making um, what a boutique hotel or motel uh -huh. and uh, a cafe. Tell, tell me uh -huh. about your your project, man. What are you up to? You know, uh, um, after race, like my parents raised me, uh, my dad was a person that have a, a lot of ideals. Uh, I grew up with that ideals, but 
I'm my, my goal is conservation. Like my parents' body, not different in a different ways. Other times is uh, and the the way to do conservation is creating jobs and creating opportunities. For example, we have the camp that we try to do small things like recycle, use solar energy. We try to teach people that we care about nature and you need to respect that. So it's not, you know, money is not against conservation of sustainability. Right. We need to understand that, you know? And, and that's the idea, you know, Bahia is a really, it's, it's a thousand people in Bahia. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to control, to, yeah. to, yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think it's gonna, we, I, I love to create opportunities and, and become this, this idea of, of you can make money with conservation. For example, in the rest, I, I, I'm a, I'm a cook. I study gastronomy and winemaking. So it's, when I moved here, I was like, how can I do what I learned and put it in Bahia? So for example, we're making this restaurant that is, we try to don't have plastic, Yes. you know? We try to, for example, we try to promote uh, uh, local products mm -hmm. and sustainables. We're gonna use a lot of oysters, a lot of, uh, a lot of, Mussels. We try to buy fish to that fishermen catch by pool, not by net. So wow. it's our selective, and we're gonna pay good to the fishermen. <laughs> Bahia is the place that produces more octopus in in the state. So yeah. and it's a sustainable. It, it can be a sustainable way, you know, respect the season. So you know, I learned all these ideas of of my parents, mm -hmm. and I put it with food. So it's it's gonna be a uh, interesting how how you how you can like I say before how we can think with conservation and sustainability in a different kind of subjects. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's like that. So that, uh, that's that's my plan and that's my. Uh, I just wanna keep Bahia the most, uh, you know care of the nature you know yeah. we we I, I every time that I wake up and I see this beautiful view and I love like how animals are so everywhere you know they're so used to us you know and yeah. I think it's like you know I, I love this this is a luxury and, and we, we try to keep it like that but not we're not against you know develop you know right so uh, development with a conscience exactly yeah you know well it's sort of like what your parents did what yeah. uh, what your father and your mother were, were doing with trying to save the turtles they yes. involved the community it yeah. wasn't like they just it's pulled exactly, the rug out from exactly. underneath the mm -hmm. fishermen he said okay listen yeah. no more turtles but you, you involved them and found other ways for them yeah. to be profitable and to be you know respectful that that's that's a tremendous thing to do and that's yeah. taking an economic or uh, an ecological message yeah. And, and making it part of an economic program. Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds like you're, the same thing you're trying to do. Yeah. Is to, yeah. You know, yeah. Offer something else to the to the community and, yeah. and reaching out to the world in a way. Yeah. You know, with the whole thing with iOverlander yeah. and Airbnb and the, the various things that you're sort of dialing into. Yeah. 
think it's beautiful. You know, the uh, for example, the, we understand that. Well, I, I'm a kind of anarchist, <laughs> but but I, I think like uh, the society need to take care more of the problems and don't blame the government. I, I, I that's my thinking because yeah. you're always depending on who is in charge of 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 the country of the politics. So I, I'm like you know we need to under, get people understand that they they need to you know be more participate more in 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 the in the area. So for example, in sustainability, there's always since the 70s, there's always be, been meetings with the president of all the world, with the United Nations to solve the problem of garbage and, you know, lots of things. And they never saw nothing, you know. <laughs> so the develop uh, uh, that is need to be local, not thinking global, thinking local. So yeah. it's simple. It's desarrollo sostenible local, sustainable local sustainable develop you know yeah. that's that's the way to 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 maybe change the world and do it local yeah. you know because and this other community do the same thing and other community in other country do the same thing you know that's how we 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 gonna keep uh you know the the the, the resources and of, of of the planet you know yeah. so that's 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 the idea you know it's uh, it's it's really simple actually, yeah. but yeah, it's a beautiful idea. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we don't have a local at this moment. We're, we are we're always local and we're never local because uh, we're traveling. Yeah. But as soon as we find a local place, we're gonna yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to. Oh no, well, the local mean that, that yeah, when you move to a place, try to have that yeah. idea. You know, Absolutely. when you travel, try to consume the products of the place. Try to spend some money in the community mm -hmm. in things that you know that are good for for the right. community uh, tourists is, is a is is one of the the ways to do sustainability you know yes. and, and and you know and ed you, the education that you you give to the locals and the education that the locals okay. give you you know yeah. we're definitely on the receiving end yeah. of a vast yeah. education you've yeah. both been very helpful yeah. with the spanish You've been speaking to me uh, solamente sí, español. Sí, sí, sí. <laughs> <laughs> hablamos solo español. <laughs> uh, not the rest of this podcast. Okay, though. Okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, I just, uh, I don't know, I feel like I've thanked you a hundred times, but I really mean it. This is a beautiful experience yeah. for us. We we had no idea what to expect. We just thought, yeah. okay, this sounded good. Yeah. We'll go see. And it's blown our minds. It's no, been no. A, a wonderful experience. Yeah. And I would like for um, lots of people to come and stay and then leave. Don't yeah. stay forever. Just come yeah. see, yeah. spend some money, and then go yeah. home. But uh, yeah. I wish you the very best and success and oh, everything that you. you two are doing. Thank and you. Happy retirement to you. Okay. Como se si dice happy retirement in Espanol? Feliz retiro. Feliz retiro. <laughs> sí, what they just said. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Thank you. Well, that's all right, mama. That's all right for you. That's all right, mama. Just any way you do, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right, Mama. Anyway, do. Well, Mama, she done told me. Papa done told me too. Son, that guy you fooling with, she ain't no good for you. But that's all right. That's all right. That's all right.
That's all right. That's all 